From coast to coast and around the world, this is Kaleidoscope, America's most exciting radio magazine. Stay tuned for more. Welcome to Facts and Figures City Watch on the Air. This is Michael, of course, and we are with Jonathan Levy this time of EVGO. And he's in charge of what used to be called the good old-fashioned filling station, except this one is for your electric vehicles, folks. And for those of you who have cars like that, know it can be difficult to find that filling station when you need it. And he's in charge of things like that. So we'll talk to him, and we'll be back with you right after this. Another great place to use Visa. They say that on the Champs-Élysées in Paris, the brioches are so delicate and the pain au chocolat so delicious, you'd almost think you were at Pike Place Market in Seattle, where you'll find Le Panier, one of the finest French bakeries around. But if you want a taste of Le Panier's world-class casse-croute, bring a discerning palate and your Visa card. Because at Le Panier, they take baking to an art, but they don't take American Express. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. Hello and welcome back. We are with Jonathan Levy of EVGO. Thank you so much, sir, for being with us on City Watch on the Air. It's my pleasure, Michael. Thank you for having me. Now, I should tell the audience that we did have Jonathan on uh, earlier and uh, that during the conversation I thought of a few things that we didn't cover and I wanted to make sure we covered them for you. So Jonathan's been nice enough to join us again today. So let's get right into it. Uh, your company primarily, Jonathan, is involved in what used to be called, you know, the old-fashioned filling station, except this one is, of course, for electric vehicles and is in charge of making sure that uh, folks that do own the, the cars are able to uh, get a charge when they need it, no matter where in the country they happen to be. And uh, Is that about right, I hope? Yeah, I think the way that we often describe it is that EVGO's mission is to unlock the ability for more and more Americans to drive electric vehicles. We do that primarily with public fast charging, and we have more than a thousand public fast chargers across the country. Um, we have you know hundreds of level two chargers as well that are slower chargers, but for those that live in you know apartment buildings or those that want to be accessing rideshare or that don't have a place to charge at work, public fast charging is really critical for them. And we're now in uh, you know 34 different states and 66 metro markets where around 90% of new electric vehicles are sold. And more importantly, 
we're growing. We recognize that there are more electric vehicle models coming out coming on the market, and EVgo is is well poised to grow really quickly to keep up with that pace. One of the things we didn't cover last time that I wanted to to, to address here is the the prices per per charge. Is it a per charge situation? Is it a per hour situation? How did how does the the actual cost uh, uh, come into play here? Yeah, so every charging company does it differently. What EVgo does is that we offer um, kind of two different ways, well, three different ways to do it. If you have purchased a new uh, Nissan Leaf for a BMW i3 in the last two years, that vehicle can come with two free years of, of charging on the EVgo network uh, for 30-minute sessions. If you are a walk-up driver and you just have a, an electric vehicle and you want to use an EVgo station for the first time or the 20th time but don't want to sign up for anything, you can do that and you pay a, a per-minute rate that is going to be based on what market you're in. Uh, here in, in LA right now, that is, uh, is 15 cents, sorry, 15 cents the member rate. Um, but there's, there's, then there's the member rate where you pay $9.99 a month to get the cheaper rate and that $9.99 a month goes towards your charging. So in other words, you pay the, the 10 bucks ish and you have $10 of credit for that month's charging, which at the member rate right now in uh, in Los Angeles is 15 cents per minute. Ah, okay, very nice. And with the, the average car, I mentioned you mentioned a couple of different models. Uh, how long can that take? Can that go 10 minutes, 15 minutes, three minutes? How, do, how long does it usually take to charge? Yeah, so let's say you're driving a, a Nissan Leaf. It's probably going to take you about 25, 30 minutes to get around 80, 85% uh, of your charge. Um, with the Chevy Bolt, it'll take you a little bit longer because it's a bigger battery. Um, and then, you know, with the um, the Tesla Model X and Model S can use EVgo chargers with an adapter, and those can, can get even more because they have a, a, a higher uh, throughput to, one of the things that not everyone understands is that the car is actually the limiting factor at what level of charge you can take. Uh, once we get cars that can take higher and higher speeds, then you'll have to have both a higher speed charger and a higher speed um, onboard receptor for the car. Uh, but for right now, the 50 kilowatt charger uh, is what we can push out, but the car is the, the part of it that sets how quickly that car will charge. Okay. Now, you're in charge primarily of the the stations on the go. Uh, what are we talking about? Because I know for a long time it was difficult for people who had the electronic vehicles to get a charge depending on what part of the state they happened to be in. Tell me uh, what you cover and uh, where a person who is used to, say, doing a lot of heavy traveling uh, might encounter one of your stations. Yeah, it's a great question because we recognize that, you know, while the vast majority of your driving and your charging are going to be in the metro area, whether that's urban or suburban, you also want to make sure you can get, you know, across the state or from uh, L.A. to San Diego or whatever it is. Um, we now have fast chargers across the state, more than 500 EVgo fast chargers in California, um, where uh, we to the point where 90% of Californians live within 35 miles of an EVgo fast charger. And so we're, we're going to continue to grow them, but it means that we're, we're not everywhere, but we're trying to get as close to that as possible while still being uh, commercially reasonable, but really working really hard to make sure that whether you're in the Valley or you're in San Francisco, you have the ability to... Now, does EVgo work with uh, with home charging at all, or is this strictly on-the-go uh, facility? Yeah, well, our focus is on public charging, uh, and so as a result, it's kind of how do we integrate EVgo charging into your daily life? So if you're going to go to Whole Foods or Lucky's or Safe Mart 
and we have a charger there, you can just pull up, plug the car in, swipe on the EasyGo app, and while you're doing your grocery shopping, the car and the charger do all the work so that you know, 20, 30 minutes later, you come out and you're 80 or 85%. Um, you know, that, we think that's a really important market, and it's a really big change and an improvement in what an electric vehicle is all about, because it means you don't have to go make a special trip necessarily if you're already going to be at that particular grocery store where we have a charger. Now, this industry is still fairly new. When I say fairly new, I'm talking the last five, ten years, something like that. How do you assess uh, the the market in general now? Are you receiving a lot of competition? Is there Are there people who are very specialized? Or how does this uh, affect what you're trying to do here? Yeah, that's a great question. I think one of the things that we talk about here at EVGO is because we've been doing this for around eight years, we have a first mover's advantage, which is really a first learner's advantage. You know, we want to make sure that we build on the lessons learned by putting chargers where customers want them and making sure that we have good signage and visibility of the chargers and all of those things that we've learned over the years. There is increasing competition in the market, but more importantly, there's an increasing recognition that we really do need a lot more charging from everybody. Um, so EVGO is going to do a lot of it, but we know we want to do all of it. And as a result, we're going to keep building where we think it's uh, where it makes sense, both commercially as well as for the customer experience, and working with great partners, whether that's you know Nissan and BMW or you know Save Mart and Whole Foods. Okay. Now you mentioned that uh, you're available at a lot of the grocery markets and grocery store shopping centers situation, which is. Oh, terrific, of course. Uh, was this a- an idea of, of EVGOs to, to be in this sort of thing? Instead of being in a separate uh, charging station someplace along the road, you're actually where people are shopping and moving and, and doing whatever they have to do, yes? Right. The focus for EVGO is, is we really like to work with retail partners because we think it's a win-win. For the retail partner, it becomes an amenity. It becomes a draw. Of course, I'll go to that particular retailer because there's a charger there. And for us, it's a great thing for the driver because you can go do something else while the car is charging. That's why we think whether it's the partnerships we've done at times with malls like Simon Properties or those grocery stores we've mentioned, those are really good partners because everyone's aligned. Everyone wants to have a good charging experience. Everyone wants to be you know, part of part of the solution, and everyone wants to be integrated into whatever else you are already doing. So it's a, it's a win-win trip. Absolutely. Now, we are talking about the business. We didn't really get a chance to, to speak with Jonathan personally. I know this is not necessarily the thing that somebody just jumps into right away and says, okay, what I do want to do is provide charging stations for, for electric vehicles. Tell me a little bit about how you wound up in this business and where you see it going in the future. Yeah, well, there are a lot of really passionate EV advocates and uh, evangelists or EV evangelists uh, that are in the industry. I kind of stumbled into it a little bit. I got my start uh, in politics, um, wrote my thesis in college on the voting behavior of marginal members of Congress, went out to D.C. to work on Capitol Hill for a while, uh, ended up uh, working on some advanced transportation issues as well as other energy and environmental policy issues um, on the Hill, eventually found my way into the Obama administration at the Department of Energy, uh, did a brief stint at the White House, and then came back to the Department of Energy as Secretary Moniz's Deputy Chief of Staff, and then uh, really got involved in transportation and EV specifically along with other topics at DOE. And then eventually um, just frankly got a little burnt out and uh, looked for a new opportunity and moved to Colorado to join an investment firm called Vision Ridge Partners. And Vision Ridge um, made an investment in EVGO, and I got to know the company and the people really well, and eventually was doing spending more and more of my time and really loved it and loved being part of solving 
what is now the largest sector of emissions in, in, in the U.S., as, and especially in California, which is transportation, and as a result, moved over and have really enjoyed tackling it from the operating company level. And that's something you're doing right away. I should say to the audience, for those who don't know, uh, Jonathan has been with EVGO uh, a ver relatively short period of time, and in that relatively short period of time, you've managed to hit the ground running. I know that you're involved in several different projects, and you're also uh, very, as you said, uh, interested in getting these charging stations uh, in as many places as possible that are that are efficient for both the customer and for the for the company. Uh, is this something that you're actively pursuing? Every day, when I say every day, do you wake up every day saying, I have to put a charging station here, I have to put a charging station there, that kind of thing? Yeah, well, I, like, first of all, thank you. That's very kind of you. I, I would say that for all of us, uh, we are working very hard to make sure that we bring more charging to more drivers. Um, we have a really strong focus right now on Southern California because we know there are some gaps in the market. And in, in L.A., it's a big difference from some other markets where a charging station being three miles away or four miles away in a different city may be a very different amount of traffic to sit in to go charge as it is in LA. So that's one really big focus, but our CEO, Kathy Zoy, often talks about the fact that our marketing team isn't just people officially doing marketing, it's everybody in the company. And similarly, our customer service team isn't just the 24-7 call center, it's everybody in the company. So we're all really focused on making sure we're raising awareness of EVgo specifically and EV just the electric vehicle industry generally, and we're really focused on delivering a top-flight customer experience. So that's the North Star for all of us, and sometimes that means working with a different partner, sometimes it means really digging in to improve the technology, and there's a lot of diversity, and, and it's frankly really entertaining because we get to do a lot of different things, but it really is about the customer experience and enabling adoption of electric vehicles. I think we've been, we may have talked previously about the fact that less than 50% of Californians can name a single model of electric vehicle and just saying Tesla counts. Uh, and so we have a lot of work to do so that people can even consider buying an EV because once they do, they'll see that it's such a better way to drive. It's quieter, it accelerates better, it has a lower total cost of ownership. And so with our mission being to unlock that, some of what I do every day is just trying to raise awareness by talking to people like you and your listeners. Absolutely. Well, in the last, in the closing seconds, uh, I always manage to run out of time exactly at the time I want to. I want to delve into something a little bit further, but uh, let me say just briefly that you touched on getting the different uh, entities that you work with involved in having the stations there. Is that uh, a relatively easy process? Do most people recognize that they're going to need to do this at some point or another, or does it take a lot of convincing to get someone to come on board and 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 work with you on this? Yeah, it really depends on the partner. I mean, there are some, some stores and some retail owners in particular that are really excited. They see it as being critical for attracting new clientele or they want to do their part on the environmental side or they just think it's a really cool new technology to be getting involved in. Um, sometimes it's a little bit harder because there's there's an interest from a retailer, but the parking lot owner is a different entity, and so making sure you align that landlord-tenant issue is, is challenging. Um, really, though, for, from the EVgo perspective, or rather from the retailer perspective, working with EVgo has a huge advantage in that we're the ones putting up the capital. So a lot of times, because, we, because EVgo owns and operates the station, rather than you, know, you, Michael, opening up a new coffee shop and buying a whole set of charging equipment, you make available a parking space or two or three or four, depending on the, on the footprint, and then we come in and do the installation, own the charger, network it, maintain it, make sure it's up and running so that when your customers come into your coffee shop, they know they're getting that reliable, fast charging experience. We think that makes us a tremendously valuable partner, and a lot of 
retailers around California and elsewhere in the country agree. But sometimes it takes a little bit of education and making sure people know that there are different ways to, to skin the cat and make sure that you're doing what you need to for your customers. Well, Jonathan, I thank you so very much. Jonathan Levy of EVGo. For those who would like to get in touch with you, how would they do that? Oh, plenty of ways. I mean, there's the, the phone number on the website. I am on Twitter, but I'm not a very prolific tweeter. And, uh, you know, you can just kind of track <laughs> us down. Uh, we're in, in West L.A. and looking to grow. But other than that, if you see any of us out at National Drive Electric Week or, um, you know, the, the Climate Summit in San Francisco or anything else, we're, we're always out there trying to raise awareness and love to hear from, from EV drivers. Thank you so much. Jonathan Levy of EVGo, thank you so much for being with us on City Watch on the Air. My pleasure. The rest of you, believe in yourself. We'll see you all next time.